Happy Super Bowl Sunday. Go Vikings. Christy, who's the phone? <laughs> who's what? <laughs> who's the most famous person that's going to be in the Super Bowl? Usher. Oh, is he the halftime performer? Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> Welcome to a life-giving local church where you'll find the friendship and support that you've been looking for. At Echo, we want to help you find your place, your people, and your purpose. We believe this is what we are all seeking and we cannot wait to share it with you. Mm-hmm. Please join us for our services at Mayo High School on Sundays at 9.15 or 10.45. We're eager to meet you and extend a warm welcome to the Echo Church fam. For the next few weeks, we aim to provide you with insights into our finances. As for our impact, 101 people found or rediscovered their faith through Echo. Amazing. 38 people took their first step in following Jesus through water baptism. 45 people were dedicated to the Lord. Actually, they were children. It is evident that God is doing something extraordinary and we want to express our gratitude because none of this would be possible without your faithfulness in giving, investing, as well as serving. How great is that? Phenomenal. More details to follow next week. Giving is a privilege and we believe it's worship unto our Lord. For those who wish to partner with us financially to impact Rochester, you have two convenient giving options today. First, visit our website where you can set up automatic recurring donations, allowing us to plan boldly and confidently for the future. Second, you can easily send your contribution to Vemo at We Are The Echo Church. We appreciate your kind and thoughtful investments. Enjoy Echo online service.
for doing your mighty work in our life, Jesus. God, thank you for meeting us where we're at, but also showing us where we're going, Jesus. God, we love you and we thank you in this place. And everyone says amen. Amen. Can we just give some praise up this morning for Jesus all across the room? For he is worthy. 
Come on, is someone excited to be here at Echo Church? Hey, we are currently in the series called Home Gets Your Blank in Order. And uh, thus far, we have talked about getting your attitude, your plan, and your tech world in order. Come on, was someone excited to be at church last week? Yeah, I mean, I'm just thankful that the Lord uh, challenges us to go in different places. And so if you thought last week was bad, just wait for this week. And I'm super, super excited. And let me give you a little hint. I'm gonna give you a hint of what I'm talking about today with a simple joke. Are you ready? Are you ready? In a routine purchase, a cashier informed George that the total was $19.99. And when George handed over a $50 bill, the cashier, concerned about counterfeit money, requested something smaller. And understanding the situation, George reached in his pocket and gave the cashier a $30 bill. <laughs> it's just a slow take on, on that for a few years. Slow take, slow take. Look at your neighbor and say, get your money in order. Get your money, get your finance, get your wealth in order. And, and, and the reason why I think we should talk about this is because there's some statistics out there that, that clearly paint a picture that if you don't get your money in order, your life may not be in order. According to the study, uh, a study by Ramsey Solutions, money is the number one issue couples argue about. It's an opportunity to say amen, if you're being honest. It actually says that the study found 72% of couples argued about money more than they argued about household chores, togetherness, sex, or snoring combined. That's a big issue. It's a big issue. It's a big issue. I think it's worth talking about money. I like doing it every year uh, and, and maybe just even more than just a year because, because it is something that, that, that we think we hold on to, but we know it is holding on to us. Another study, interesting enough, showed uh, a study by National Endowment for the Financial, for financial Education found that 40%, 42% of adults admitted to deceiving their partner financially. That's a big deal. And that is a big problem. And, 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 and that's why I think it's worth talking about money. Why I believe it's important for us to put our finances in order. I'd like to tell you that money is simple. I would love to tell you that finances is simple. I'd love to tell you that life is simple, but it's not. Money is complex. Our financial realities are complex. I don't pretend to know what you may be going through or how you're navigating through it. Money is complex. And that's why I think it's important to lean into the scripture and ask God, what are you saying about it? And so if you have your Bibles, open up to Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 and 10. What I'm going to do is, in a unique way, I'm going to just talk a little bit about uh, the Scripture. I'm going to read a little bit of the Scripture, and then I'm going to talk a little bit more about it, and then I'm going to return to it. So just uh, keep your finger in the page, you know what I'm saying? Keep it highlighted on that phone. Proverbs 3, 9 says this, Honor the Lord with your wealth. Honor the Lord with your wealth. This scripture gives me the impression that we can do the exact opposite. And what I've experienced financially, even my whole life, if I can have a little confession, from time to time, I have dishonored myself and I have dishonored God with my finances. And let's just like, let's all just understand we're on that same plane, okay? And again, like last week, or this last hour, I might have been a little bit hard on the people, but I'm not trying to throw some shame or blame upon anybody, but I do, I do want us to just put a mirror up today and just realize that, that from time to time, we have not managed the resources that God has given us at, our, at the best of our ability. Matthew 25, 45, it says, this is as truly I tell you, whatever you did not do for the one, the one of the least of these, you did not do for me. And that same story, Jesus says, what you do to the least of these, you do unto me. Honoring the Lord with our wealth is important. 
And when it talks, when we talk about money and we're, we're talking about how we're managing it and how we're, 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 we're managing our own possessions, like, I just got to tell you, like, how, the little things matter. And how you're handling and how you're treating not only God, but how you're treating yourself financially. And I want to go further and even take it a step further. We need to not only honor God and honor ourselves, but we need to honor others with our finances as well. Do unto others as you want them to do unto you. What you do to the least of these, you do unto me. And I'm afraid that, that, that what we do as a society is praised but could be dishonor to God, which all this feels like a really good reason to get our wealth in order. What I was going to do for you this morning is I want to uniquely unpack something for you, pun intended. How many are thankful for Trader Joe's? Come on. Uh, can we just have another confession, confessional moment? Like, how many of you go in there and you've got you've got ambitions and goal to eat uh, goals to eat healthy and clean, and, and you come out with five different amazing snacks? You know what I'm saying? Like, they have the best. You know, how can I hear Amen for the Dunkers? Uh, oh, come on, let's just even digress even further. You can tell I'm on a fast at the moment. Uh, how about those wonderful little ice cream bars? Um, what am I talking about? Like the, uh, they're the cone ice cream, cone, ice cream cones with the chocolate. Anybody there with me or am I only on an island here? Come on. Like those are amazing. Okay, uh, and uh, the other ones I really like is the maple, the maple leaf cookies. Have anybody, anybody going shopping at Trader Joe's right after this? Anybody, amen. But, but I want you to un- unpack something here for you uh, when it comes to our finances. And, and, and let me say just really, really clearly, I believe honoring God with our finances is quite a bit like packing a bag at a grocery store. Here's the crucial element. And some of you get it and some of you don't. Putting in the soft things first will ultimately ruin and destruct the process. That's why I think getting your finances in order is so important. And so often what we do is we, we, put, the, we put anything into the bag in the way that we want. But let me just pause here. Anybody notice what I eat? Grape nuts. Come on, somebody. How many can tell you uh, tell how old I am because I eat grape nuts? Again, this is a good confessional, um, and I just really want honesty here at the church. How many of you have grape nuts? Anybody enjoy? Because I know it's a love-hate relationship. Come on. Come on, man. All those people that raise their hand, they are regular. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Fiber rich, baby. Fiber rich. Okay, okay. But how we pack the metaphorical bag of our life when it comes to our wealth and possession Matters. Let me read it to you because I want you to hear it completely and clearly. The crucial factor lies in the order you place the items. As you know, placing light or soft items first and then heavy items second is a recipe for disaster, whether it is for groceries or when it comes to your possessions. Orders, order matters. And how you order and manage your wealth matters. Which poses the simple question, yet it is complex. Are you honoring God with the contents of your wealth? Or are we inadvertently neglecting some of the valuable items that God has entrusted with us? Because we don't think it really matters that much. It only affects us. And God doesn't really care. But according to the scripture, and what I'm trying to beat like a dead horse, is this, what you order when it comes to your finances matter. Let me say it like this. I believe we are like door dashers on this earth for the kingdom of God. That God has called us to be like door dashers. Come on, come on, someone. Someone orders the food and we are called to deliver it in his name. 
and how we navigate and how we manage our finances, this honestly, I think displays how good of a door dasher we might be. For those that are lost in that metaphor, let me just say it like this. God has called us to be managers. We are not owners. In fact, thematically, what we see in scripture is this, is Jesus over and over and over teaches us this principle that what we have is not our own, but has been entrusted to us. So let me say it again. Honor the Lord with your wealth. And furthermore, God says this, with the first fruits of your crops. Let, let me help you see it. It's not only about what we have in the bag right now, but what we are earning as well. Honor God with your wealth. Okay, just imagine what is in the bag is what you currently have. But we know that tomorrow or the next week, we're going to get another check, right, deposited into our bank. And God says, guess what? Be faithful not only with what you have, but what you are earning as well. And what he displays and what he's, what he's telling us to do is this, is honor God with the first things. I believe in the power of honoring God with our first. Order matters. Furthermore, in Proverbs 3, 9, and then verse 10, to finish up the scripture that we're, we're gonna focus on today, it says this, honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruit of your crops, so what you have and what you are going to have, then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. I want to tell you this. I know this scripture to be unequivocally true. I have firsthandedly experienced this to be true in my life. I have submitted to this concept and this principle, this theory, this ideology, whatever you want to call it. I have submitted it for my lifetime. You know why? Because my parents taught me it. They showed it. They modeled it. And, and, and I, I'm just excited to do the same thing for my own children. And with boldness, this is what I want to tell you. My barns are full and my vats are overflowing with new wine and I'm not even a farmer. That was a joke. I want to tell you, that, and, 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 and I want you to hear this. I'm, I have lived within this principle, and my barns are full, and there is new wine within my life. It just may not look exactly the way you think it should. And with that in mind, let me, I want to bring some clarity. I want to clarify this concept of honoring God with your wealth and also with your first fruits. And so we need to understand this. Number one, starting first with giving positions your heart to be satisfied and thankful with what is left over. I want to clarify that when it comes to your wealth, that if you adhere, starting with this, you adhere to God's word, if you start with giving God the first, what you're doing is you are systematically positioning your heart to be in the place that God wants it to be. I'm telling you, the way that you manage your money, the way that you manage your, I can't even say it again, but that was good. Um, how you manage your finances display your heart and attitude. It places your heart and attitude where God has intended it to be. I'll just say, show me someone who doesn't give first, and I might be able to show you someone who is not satisfied. I might be able to show you someone who has this belief that, that I, I, guess what, I, I gotta work a little bit more, I've gotta earn a little bit more before I can do this. And, and with that, there is a last lack of satisfaction. Someone who doesn't adhere to the principle of first fruits, I've seen it over and over. They don't give because they don't feel like they have enough or they don't feel like the margin isn't quite there or, 
And again, respectfully for those that, that grew up in a certain way where you may not have felt secure, a lot of us currently manage our finances with security as the number one priority. But I'm telling you what God wants to tell you today is this, is care a little bit less about your security, put your trust in God because he is going to take care of you. Living is more than money. Living is more than your possession. And living is more than your security. And I want to warn you, if you give last, and that is the principle that you live in, then often you will not have enough to give. Y'all hear what I said? If you buy into the principle of I will give whatever is left over, and this is to the church, this is to God, or this is to other people, I'm telling you what you will most likely experience is this, is that you don't have enough. Or if you give last, guess what happens? You just forget about it. And what you don't understand, if this is the unintentional heart placement, your heart placement, is you won't get it until you get it. You're not going to completely understand this principle. You're not going to understand the beauty of your barns full and your vats overflowing until you actually try it. I'm telling you, there is something beautiful to be experienced. Let me give you a little bit of a boldness alert here as I bring a, a second piece of clarity or as I clarify, uh, and here it is, when you order your finances as God is designed, your bank account may not be as full, but your life will be filled with abundant blessing and overflowing full barns and vats. And that's what I mean. Some of you may think like, like when I tell you, like if you give God and his, his first, then you're going to go ahead and just see that abundance uh, in every area of your life. Sometimes that just may not be completely true. Now, I do believe that, that God blesses those who are blessing, who are blessings, like, like that God blesses you so that you are a blessing, that there, is, uh, there are those biblical concepts. But what I've experienced in my life is this, is a life that is full. And I'll tell you what, my bank account may not be as flush as I'd like it, but guess what? I am a blessed man. I have a beautiful family. My life is full of joy and I am not without. And God takes care of me. Are your barns full? And this is what I see in scripture, okay? Barns and vats are plural. Therefore, it leads me to believe that, that this, illustr- or this, this, this conversation, this, this scripture isn't necessarily meant to be seen as your bank account, but areas of your life. That barns and vats are less about your bank account and they're more about your home. They're more about your relationships and your friendships. They're more about your workplace and it's more about the church you go to. As you give, I believe what will be brought back to you is a place of peace, a place of joy and barns that are full and vats that are overflowing. That's where God wants to invest back in you. I'm getting excited this morning. Are your barns full? Would you test God in this area of your life? And again, I, I know some of you are like, man, I've never experienced this to be true. And maybe some of you have tried it, but maybe some of you haven't. And I just, I, I, I just sense in my heart, really, that, that this is a season and an opportunity for you to experience firsthand the goodness and the faithfulness of God. Now, I believe that God wants to overflow our vats with joy, metaphorically used in scripture as, as new wine. But the premise is joy. The premise is peace. And as I was thinking about this message, I was thinking about 
My youngest daughter, when she was born, and many of you know this, but for those that don't, I'll, I'll, I'll repeat the story. But when she was born and when she was placed in my hand in Christi, on, on Christie, uh, we were going to originally name her Keza June Cass for really no particular reason. It's just, <laughs> we're just going to do it. And the, but at the last, very last second, when they were asking us to, to name her, we changed it from Keza June Cass to Keza Joy Cass because we just sensed that there was going to be some joy that we'd experience with the beauty of her life. And so we did that, and, and, and she has not failed to do so. And one of those things that she brings joy to me is by some of the repetitive things that she does every day. And uh, as a parent, you, you, some of you understand that that can be challenging, uh, or you can just see it as an opportunity for joy and at least uh, snicker and see some of her personality come to be. But one of the things that she does every day to me is she works with some simple math and some simple addition. And she'll, she'll almost daily tell me, Dad, what's two plus two? Four. What's four plus four? Eight. What's eight plus eight? And literally it will go on and on and on. And then what I've realized is this. It's less about, about her quizzing me and more about Keza trying to show me what she knows. Y'all, y'all really relate to that? And so I thought I would show you just some simple math equations that could change the way we view our finances. Maybe change the way that we practice our finances. Here, here's a three simple equations. Write these down, take photos of them, uh, whatever you might need to do to remember it. This is equation number one, simple equation. Give God his first plus enjoy yours second equals more than enough. Matthew 6, says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Give God his first. And the beauty of finances is God says, you know, all I want is 10% and you have the rest and enjoy it. And there's no guilt and there's no shame in that. And I'm telling you what, if you apply that principle, you will begin to realize at the end of that equation, you will have more than enough. And I believe we serve a God that will give you more than you even need. The second simple math equation is this, is money plus Order equals harmony. Money plus order equals harmony. I, I wanted to bring this up because I know that there's some relationships in here that, are, that may even be similar to mine, that money is not an easy discussion ever. But I want to tell you the biblical principle and the biblical equation is this, is respect God. Buy into God's money concept plus Put it in order, come up with a plan, unify that, and you will find harmony within your relationship. There is peace and joy that can be found, and it is worth fighting for that health so that we fight against divorce and the statistics that just stare us down when it comes to our disdain and our disagreement about finances within our relationships. The third simple equation. I'm going to invite Scott up here as a professional to help us dive a little bit deeper into this concept is this, is debt plus more debt equals stress plus more stress. And if you've ever realized that in your life, would you shout amen? Amen. Proverbs 22, seven says this, the rich rules over the poor and the borrower is the slave to the lender. Scott, can you, can you help us understand this I principle? Can. can I tell you how hyped I am to be up here with you right now? It just makes me happy. <laughs> it's I been just, a minute. just want you to know. Uh, so uh, uh, we were talking about an idea, and Andy just used this idea, debt plus debt equals, equals stress and more stress. I'm just going to tell you this. It doesn't really matter what the debt is. There's always stress. It's just how it works. It doesn't matter if it's mm, good debt or it's mm, bad debt. It doesn't matter. It's all stress. But I want to teach you an idea, something that's really stuck out to me, and it's something I've kind of been learning over the last little bit. Okay, so... No judgment if this is you today, but you went to Starbucks and you bought your tall caramel macchiato and it was $4 and something, okay? All right, $4 and something. That's not too bad, I guess, $4 and something. But the county and the state of Minnesota would like sales tax. So what you really had to do is you had to pay for a grande to get the tall. You know what I'm saying? You guys following me so far? 
But here's the deal. You didn't really pay for a grande because you had to go to work and you had to earn money. And the IRS and the state of Minnesota say, listen, no, 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 you don't get it all. You got to earn more. So what you really had to do is you had to earn a venti to be able to pay for it. So at this point, we're like four something. Let's call this like 450. And if you're the average person, your, your drink really cost you and what you had to work probably six to seven, maybe even a little more, maybe $9 at the most. You had to earn that amount of money to pay for your $4 coffee. Okay, up until now, there is nothing I can really do to help you with any of this. This is just life. This is how it works. But this next one is the killer. This is where that last rule really kicks in. If by chance you carry our $4 and something cent caramel macchiato on a credit card, what it really costs you with a balance is it costs you $12, $15, maybe $18 for your $4 cup of coffee. Now, I don't want to freak you out, and especially I don't want to freak out everybody over here. It might not be that bad of math, but that's true of student loan debt. That's true of car debt. And weirdly enough, even though we all, I mean, no, we don't really talk about this a ton, but it's also sort of true on our house debt. Debt is still debt and still carries stress. Now, Andy, you had mentioned an idea earlier of us being door dashers. So I'm going to teach you a term that we use in the financial services industry, which is, okay, so let's say all of you come to me and you're like, hey, Scott, tell us what to do with our finances. I help you make big and small financial decisions and we work together. All of your money is still your money, but I help manage it. So what I would use as a term of the money that I manage is it's called assets under management or AUM. And I think maybe that's the principle of what you were saying before on the DoorDasher piece, which is all the money that I've been given by God is not mine. It's just assets under management for me to manage and for me to do my best to make that happen. Does that make sense? Okay, so Andy asked for, what was the alliteration you gave me earlier? One principle, one practice. I don't know if you spend any time with Andy, but they always start with the same letter. Principle and practice. I used other words earlier, and I'm glad I got it right now. Principle and practice. So this is the principle I want to get across, but I want to get across a practice. So Jamie and I have been on like a financial, I don't know, like epiphany right now, like a journey. We are, I'm super excited about our finances for maybe the first time in a long time. And by the way, it's not because we haven't made a total mess. Like anybody you meet who has their finances together, by the way, was a mess at one point. So don't feel judged. Today's not about shame, but it's about maybe today we can do something a little bit different. So I want to give you a little bit of a practice, which is this. We have tried envelope systems before, and I, um, I don't think cash is as functional as it once was because Amazon doesn't take cash, right? If I want to order Legos online or new sneakers, they don't take cash for either of those things. So what we've done for our cash is we take every month and we deposit a little bit of money into Apple Cash. Now, if you're not an Apple person, you can do Venmo or you can do, I'm sure there's a million things. I don't know, Zelle and some, I don't even know what Zelle is. I just heard somebody advertise it recently. Is Zelle even a thing? Anyway, so we put money into Apple Cash every month and that's money that we get to spend on the dumb stuff that, by the way, we all spend every month. It's guilt-free, but then the rest of our budget is very rigid and stuck, stuck together. And we, if you guys want to learn more about that, actually last week we talked on our podcast about assets under management. And this week we talked on the one that drops on Tuesday. We talked specifically about the Apple Cash idea to try to help people a little bit more. Love it. Love it. Hey, let's hear for Scotty. Very helpful. Very helpful. Helpful. What? I don't know what's in there. What, what is that? So it's a lot more money than it actually would cost because <laughs> if you put in like $8 and change, it's like barely there. So there's like $100 in change. I just don't I'm know not what kidding. those metal objects are. I know, seriously. It's called change. Change. Uh, so I want Scott to come up here because it's, it's not really, I mean, we've all got some really high ambitions. In fact, you said you've got a really we big, do. big high ambition. So we made a decision this year that we are on a five-year plan to have our house paid off and have no debt to anybody in the world. Come on. That's our plan right now. That's and it's amazing. a really ambitious goal. And it's not going to be easy by any means. And we, we've been selling a lot of stuff lately. Like, we're trying to be those people to make a difference. But that's our goal. Five years. Four years and 11 months now because we're a so month I, the into So the reason it. why I want to bring that up is because you, that's an ambitious goal. It is. 
But it's the small little steps that's going to help you get there and get you there faster. It is. And the other thing you have to let go of is the dumb stuff you've done before. Mm. You can't fix the stupid money stuff you did before. But you know what you can do? You can start today and make a difference going forward. Today is a new day. And it's not a judgment on Starbucks. That's not what it is. But instead, it's about your life. Amen. Thank you, Scott. You bet. Um, Thank you. Yeah, great. Great. That's a scary illustration that, that if you carry debt out there that your little small coffee, I never know the names of Starbucks, can be turned into that extra large, you know what I'm saying? Uh, because you're not being diligent and you're not ordering your finances the way that it was intended to be managed. Uh, we have a fun little thing that we're going to do right now. Um, um, t- speaking about financial concepts, um, it is complex, and there, there are complex situations, and, uh, and recently I had heard about a story of a couple here that have been really, really diligent to put their finances in order, and I thought it was worth sharing, so check this video out. Our first big table community was FPU, or Financial Peace University, big stepping stone into our involvement in Echo Church. We did a very financially poor decision and we went to we each went to two private schools so kids out there really think about that before (laughs) you go because they are expensive and Dakota I got a little bit of help from my parents Dakota did not so we ended up being together and we had roughly a whopping $150,000 in school and in debt from school so spring of 2022, we joined FPU, Financial Peace University. That was our first table group. Which really helps you lock down to get your finances in order and doing it as a as a couple within a, a small group so that you're all supporting each other and, you know, getting a, a budget set to knock out your debt. It was really cool to see that we're not the only one uh, going through hard things and how can we navigate this and push each other together. I feel like the group provided support. Finances are super stressful, so having a small group and having each other mm-hmm. really helps keep each other accountable. And sometimes each week you gotta bring your budget to the table and check in with each other. I mean, we check in with each other every week, but then when you get together with the group, you're like, how are your finances going? Still staying on track? So we've been paying our student loans off for six years and we've paid $104,000. Yeah, so even though we still have like 40 some thousand to go, which seems like a lot, it's great to look back and see like, okay, yep, we paid off Zach's already, so now we're just finishing mine. Finances aren't exciting, but if you can make it fun and have little goals, um, it keeps it refreshing and keeps you moving forward. We just hope one day we can teach our kids you know, the stuff that we learned over these last few years. August of 2022, uh, after trying to start a family for a year, we were diagnosed with unexplained infertility. At that point, you can move forward in fertility treatments if you want, um, or you can just keep trying. So we kind of went home, looked at each other, we're like, we got to look at the cost first. Summer of 2023, We did three rounds of intrauterine insemination, which is like the first step, Um, and all three of those rounds failed. That was the cheaper solution of fertility treatments. So the next step was IVF. About two weeks went by and I was praying to God, is this the right time? Should we do this right now? And I just had this pull of, it's not, it's not the time to do it and we need to We need to save up for it and we need to be ready mentally. Just overall, it's not the right time. So it's been two and a half years. Uh, They told us at this point we have a 1% chance of conceiving on our own. Um, Yeah, we're working through it. And we're having faith that our time will come and it might not be on our own, but. We've done everything that this earthly world has told us that we can do, except the next step is to, is IVF, which is very expensive. IVF can cost upwards of $35,000. And we had that hard conversation of, 
we have $45,000 left to pay in student loans, do we want to add right now? Do we want to tackle that on or do we want to see where we can go and then when the time comes when we can afford it, is that the financially smart decision? We have a motto in our household is uh, Hillers do hard things and we pride ourselves in, in hard work and, and asking God to work through us but also being very grateful for the gift of hard work. Part of this hard thing, it's we don't have control. So that's a complete, completely different thing compared to our <laughs> the way we attack things. So normally we're gonna attack a hard thing and keep pushing through. And this one we had to be pump the brakes, take a few steps back, and we had to surrender. We're like, this is a hard thing that we have to sit through and we have to pray about it, and we have to wait. Uh, that's probably the hardest thing of the hard things that we've had to do. And I, when Dakota says that we had to wait, it's because I was like, I don't know if this is the time to make an emotional decision by how much this costs. And so we're like, let's just, we're gonna have to pray about this one. And we have to make sure that it's what he's saying not what we're trying to tell ourselves right now, because we know what we want to hear right now. There really is a plan, and having faith in that, and trusting in that, and staying steadfast in, in your faith, and you know, we walk by faith, not by sight, so I'm taking it one step at a time. What a complex situation. And as I was watching that again, I just was thinking, man, they have every, it feels like they have every reason to spend the money. But what they chose to do is pause and consider God in that equation. And so honestly, much love to the Hillers. I mean, thank you for being bold to share that story and some of the struggles that you're going through and, and, and have been through. And, and, uh, and, and I hope that it's inspiring for us to go like, if they can do it, we can do it. And then secondly, one of the things that they said, and I just want to, I want to repeat is this, is they went through a course that we provide at the beginning of every year called Financial Peace University. And it has helped a lot of people to put their finances in order. And, and I was thinking about this. You don't need to have your finances in shambles in order to join that group. What you, what you should want is to say, God, I want to honor you with my finances. Would you help me go a little deeper with a community around me. I think that's the power of, of what the Hillers have been able to do is, is it's not just them trying to do it, but a group of people that are trying to, to honor God with their finances. And so on screen here, if you'd like to join this group as one of our table communities, we try to make it simple and we have it here on Sundays. So, it, so it's nice. You get to attend that and then attend a service as well. And it's just a beautiful opportunity to, to move forward financially but then also get connected uh, with people with the light goal that are trying to honor God and, 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 and be the best people they can be um, as really a living sacrifice of praise to God. So I want to invite you to that. Uh, every week we pray a prayer and Echo Church, why don't we stand up? And it's just a great reminder today that, that we're going to seek God first. We're going to start with surrender with Jesus first, understanding, believing that all other areas he'll take care of. So let us pray, let's surrender once again. Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than answers and I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, you died, you rose again, all with us in mind. I accept the rescue that you offer. Save me, forgive me, and lead me. In Jesus' name, in his authority, amen. Let's seek the Lord and listen for his voice as we respond.
God, we thank you for today. We thank you for the invitation that you consistently provide for us, God. I pray over every single person in this room, God, with whatever has come up even in the past half hour, God, I pray for the conviction that I know that I feel, God, that we feel, God. I pray for you to meet us where we're at. There's so many circumstances represented here today, God, and I just pray that you will meet us in our shame. You'll meet us in the regret. You'll meet us in our pride, God, and we just give you every area of our life, God, as we continue to fill in the blank, getting our life in order, getting our relationships in order, getting our home in order, God. We thank you for moments like this where you invite us in for more, where you invite us into your freedom, where you invite us into the redemption story that you provide, God. And I just pray over every single person right now, God, is that we navigate these roads differently, God, that this year is different, that the patterns that we've created or the habits that we've given up on or allowed to make way, God, I pray for that transformation. God, I pray for the conviction in our heart and for the daily obedience for us to walk it out. And we lift this up in your name. Amen. Amen. At this time, I would just love to encourage you, if you are looking for just ways to let God in, is there's two different pathways I want to invite you into right now, is Echo Culture. We're going to be meeting over the next two weeks, so the 4th and the 11th of February, right at 10.45 a.m., so this service. And our heart is that if you are coming here, we love that you're here, but our goal is to help you make some relationships. The thing that I love about the Hillers is that they're talking about, yeah, getting their finances in order, but it's also doing life with other people. And so we would love to invite you in to the team, to the invitation of joining Echo Team. And so join us, don't overthink it, come. We got goodies and childcare, if that's even the excuse you need. Second is uh, we have our table communities kicking off. I know the slide was up for Financial Peace University, but they are kicking off in two weeks on Super Sunday, and so just be on the lookout. If you have not signed up for a group, this is me saying just do it. Give it a shot. I'm telling you, it is where my life is different because I've done life with other people. And so every single week when I meet with people, the feeling that I have when they are leaving my house or I'm leaving our office space where I have a group is I say, man, that was worth it. And so we know the hurdle, we know the busy lives, but be still in this, prioritize those things. And so we just want to invite you in to being a part of this. And at this time, I would just love to say Echo Church, have a phenomenal day. Enjoy your Sunday.